research that resonates. Schweitzer has not been wrong on any of his years and years of reporting on the Bidens. Investigations that matter. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But that's, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. The only entities, the only people that would report on this, and Peter Schweitzer, who deserves a Medal of Freedom, in my view, this is The Drill Down with Peter Schweitzer. Hi, this is Peter Schweitzer, and welcome to The Drill Down, where we relentlessly expose cronyism, corruption, and the abuse of power by your federal government. The co-host is always in the new year, as he has been since the beginning, Eric Eggers. Eric, how was your holiday? It was wonderful, Peter. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you and your family and our entire drill down audience absolutely we hope you had a wonderful 2023 and we hope you have an even better 2024 now in my house the break begins with the holidays and then sort of transforms to watching sports Mm -hmm. you know you've got uh, the college football playoffs you've got nfl you've got nba you've got english premier league soccer so there's a lot of sports to be watching uh i know you're a big sports fan you watch all of those uh, but one of the things I noticed is when you watch these shows, uh, the, sorry, these these events, so many times you see these ads for sports betting. It's true. And and I know you do a little bit of sports betting, but I, I want to ask before that a philosophical question, mm-hmm. as it were. What's the biggest bet you've made in your life? Yeah, I think it actually occurred over the holidays. I grew this beard. And, it, ah. and you know, and so it's like some guys 10 years ago, guys go out. And just find out how old they are. They go play sports and they see if they pull a muscle. These days, you grow a beard and you find out how white it is. And I might as well look like dang Santa Claus. So uh, we're going to get rid of this pretty soon. But that's the biggest gamble. No, it's gambling's here and it's yeah. a big deal. And we've seen news articles. And I think you're you're very observant to note the increase in ads for them. Uh, and we're going to talk about some pending legislation or maybe not so mm-hmm. pending legislation about ads for sports betting. But it's crazy to think how far we've come in terms of the yeah. landscape of sports gambling in just uh, five years. In May of 2018, yeah. the Supreme Court actually struck down a law that allowed essentially this boom of sports betting to occur across the country. Right. And, um, you know, it, I went back and found an article about the Supreme Court hearing and it contained this paragraph. This is like in May of 2018 with this ruling says one research firm estimates that if the Supreme Court were to strike down the law, 32 states would offer sports betting within five years. Well, within four years, it was actually 37. Yeah. So they've gone in big. And so you and I were talking this morning about man it's it's so big and there's been this like sea change and one of the ads you probably saw is for espn espn even has its own sports betting app now yeah which means disney is in the sports game so i think that's all you really need to just to meditate on for a moment yeah disney yeah which by the way used to actively fight any gaming expansion efforts in florida because didn't want to ruin Florida's family-friendly image. Right, right. And now they're like selling you a gaming app. <laughs> exactly. And and look, uh, you know, what is this how does this relate to what we do at GAI? We're going to talk about today how it became legalized, where it is. Generally, I'm kind of libertarian on stuff. People want to gamble, but what you're going to find when we unfold this story is that there are lots of crony hands involved here. There are a lot of people. I'm not even talking about the gambling companies per se that are making money off of this. Uh, and it really has a lot of really negative repercussions for our society. And the people that should be paying attention to this are not 
because they're all getting paid one way or the other. And you're going to notice some very prominent names as we go through and talk about political figures, some Republicans and some Democrats. Um, and you're also going to find that there's actually also a member of the Biden family. Now, it's not Hunter. <laughs> That's probably the biggest surprise. But this permeates our political culture. It affects even the leagues themselves are now figuring out ways in which they are going to profit from the growth of this industry. So let's start from the beginning. As I said, I mean, I've done office pools and things like that. But when you do gambling online gambling. There are point spreads. There are various ways in which it works. Just walk through basically if there's somebody who's like 19 years old mm -hmm. and they're starting on one of these apps, uh, how does the app work? How much money does the gambling company make? Uh, and, um, you know, then we can talk about how this sort of happened and where we got to where we are now. I appreciate that you believe I'm such a degenerate that I know <laughs> all the answers to those questions. <laughs> you know more than me. I do know more than you. Yeah, like the Pilgrim guy knows mm. more than you. I've also, by the way, I like that you're like, you know, Larry Libertarian on this issue <laughs> because we used to talk about this as it relates to marijuana. And you, used, yeah. I think you used to, maybe not be so libertarian because like oh, i'm different on i'm different on marijuana than than the gambling but part. the marijuana thing is interesting and it's a good comparison because one thing we've learned and we've done exposés on marijuana right and like we talk about john boehner john boehner is this great example because here's a guy who when he was speaker of the house was very much against marijuana and yep. then he signed up with these marijuana companies and got this big old you know kind of paycheck if you can get marijuana passed at the national level, right? And suddenly, and so he's pro legalization. Pro legalization. And so when we were talking about this issue, uh, we was like, man, I, I said to you, I wonder who the John Boehner is of sports betting. And what did you say? It's probably John Boehner. It, and it turns out it is, actually. <laughs> it, turns, it, it turns out uh, six years ago, we didn't realize this. Now, we yeah. work for a pretty significant nonprofit organization called yeah. the Government Accountability Institute. Yeah. You know, we've written a few books. Some of that research has been used to help get certain presidents yeah. elected and expose things about the current president. Well, in August of 2017, a new force in the public policy think tank world emerged. I'd never heard of it, but uh, something called the MGM Resorts Public Policy <laughs> Institute at UNLV. That's the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Right. And it's co-chaired by guess who senator harry reed yeah which from nevada makes yeah. sense yeah also speaker john boehner yeah. the press release says they didn't agree on much when serving in congress together yeah but they're teaming up for a new educational think tank it's the latest step the press release says in a growing effort of mgm which is the casino yeah to have a bigger presence in government yeah <laughs> By the way, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that the MGM Resorts Public Policy Institute probably has a pretty cool board meeting, right? <laughs> I mean, you got to imagine that when they when they're getting together. I mean, they're maybe they're hitting the craps tables. That's how they're doing research. I don't know. I mean, but in all seriousness, this is an example of what happens. You have these these uh, you know powerful companies, these gambling companies like MGM. And they're looking to expand. They're looking for political protection. So they go to these politicians and say, hey, we're going to set you up. We're going to pay you and we're going to get you to advocate for things that we want. And what they want generally is to be left alone, but also to expand their business and sports betting in a way in my mind, is a bridge too far because, you know, the casinos, okay, people want to go, you know, you're you're 21 years old or whatever, you want to go to a casino, you actively decide to go to a casino. Um, 
you can do that as, as an adult in places like Las Vegas and Atlantic City. With the sports betting, it's different, right? Because you've now got these apps. And, it's and in your it's in your phone, it's in your pocket. Any kind of addiction expert says it's actually quite dangerous because these teenagers could be doing it silently and you don't yeah. know until your entire family yeah. is destroyed. So it does pose a, a significant potential uh, health risks. Now, what I love about this MGM Public Policy Institute at the University of Las Vegas is it's, yeah. it's clearly an academic enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I you know what I love about it? The scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the branding, they put the name in the title, the MGM. We're not even going to hide who is behind this, but they have some advisory board members and a very interesting one with a very interesting last name. Who is the first name that appears on the advisory board? And the first name is not even in alphabetical order, but on the front page, <laughs> Page is one Valerie Biden Owens, yeah, uh, and it says that she serves as the vice chair for the Biden Institute, Biden Foundation, and Bo Biden Foundation. So if you're keeping track, they managed to work the last name <laughs> Biden into her bio seventeen times. In the I first wonder sentence. if she's related to. Do you think she might be related to? <laughs> well, she turns out yeah. she's the first, you know, woman yeah. in uh, United States to have managed a modern U.S. senatorial campaign as well as a presidential campaign. Yeah, so that is of course Joe Biden's sister, and uh, you know, so. But it's interesting that as we're looking at, hey, Joe, John Boehner, how is he involved in sports betting? Oh, look, he's at this thing with UNLV with Harry Reid. That's shady. Oh, look, who else is involved with it? Yeah. Joe Biden's yeah. sister. And you it's, wonder it's, why we're seeing this growth. Yeah. And it's it's bipartisanship, right? You got both sides of the aisle covered. Um, not the only uh, famous name uh, connected with it. Um, Chris Christie, who is now uh, running for president, um, very famously in 2012, uh, legalized sports betting in New Jersey. It was basically the first state to do so. Uh, and the goal was to revitalize Atlantic City. Um, and he ended up being called the George Washington of sports betting. To be, to be clear, <laughs> to be clear. I mean, it's that's a real quote from a New York Times article. Right. But he's being called the George Washington of the sports gaming industry by a sports gaming lobbyist. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's, not, it's not like, you know, Ron Chernow. <laughs> Doris Kearns Goodwin isn't saying, hey, it's George Washington. <laughs> hey, take the praise when you can get the <laughs> They're praise. They're not going to make another Hamilton musical about yeah. Chris Christie. But yeah. uh, no, it is funny that he is, he's this guy that has, you know, served in this historic role that way. Yeah. And so as a result today, even after leaving office, he's made a lot of money as a yeah. lobbyist, as a spokesperson for this industry. But I actually respect Chris Christie more uh -oh. than other people because he's been at least consistent with it, right? Yeah, he has. He, he was in he, favor of it. His public yeah. policy position is the same as his personal private position. He has right. a profit off of it. Right. But right. not everybody can say that. No, that's right. Not everybody can say that. And I will say, by the way, that before we leave the subject of Chris Christie, the rather large subject of Chris Christie, um, <laughs> it's a classic example to me of what politicians do is they legalize something or they push something in the name of, oh, this is going to help. And then the moment they leave office, the industry that they helped enrich or they helped create hires him. So you are exactly right. He legalized sports gambling. Uh, and then as soon as he leaves, he gets um, paid by companies like DraftKings and others to advise them on, quote unquote, strategy. Right. I don't know what Chris Christie knows about, you know, gaming industry strategy. Uh, but the point is, he cashed in. Uh, and you're right. He has been consistent about it. That's not the case of everyone. Another big, big name, another uh, Republican governor, former governor, Republican of a state, uh, Rick Perry of Texas, um, has been a longtime opponent of sports betting, um, saying it's terrible, it's dangerous, it's going to affect our social fabric. But something happened last year. He took a new position last year, which was... Yeah, as governor, he was an opponent of sports betting. Last year, he became the spokesman of something called the Texas Sports Betting Alliance. Huh. 
Huh, uh, that's here, interesting. Here's what's really funny about this. He's like, well, betting's happening, so there should be regulation to make it safe. So think about this. <laughs> a Republican governor, Rick Perry, of Texas. Right, right. Pro-regulation. We need some yeah. regulation to make things safe, because that's what yeah. Texas is known for, the yeah. safe regulations. Right, right. And and the question is, is how he thinks, if if his original objection was, this is damaging to the moral fabric, it's da- damaging to people, it's going to affect our lives. How is regulating really going to improve that much? You still have an inherent product, I would argue. Uh, that causes some real serious repercussions. And there's actually a lot of research on this topic. Yeah, they could say that he thinks regulation will make it safe, but there's a, a growing amount of evidence that suggests it's actually not safe, specifically with these apps on the phones and the way that they target young consumers. Right. Um, there's a quote from an article on Breitbart right now. It says, quote, the strongest component of the addiction of smoking, drugs, or alcohol uh, not the only one, but the strongest one is dopamine, right? And we right. all kind of know that we get the dopamine hits in our brains. We mm-hmm. get text message. I mean, we're all essentially walking dopamine addicts. Yeah. Um, and it says when you gamble, your brain secretes more dopamine than when you do any of the other things, wow. more than smoking, more than drugs, more than alcohol. So they know that they are essentially creating this generation of people and this academic study that this article links to shows all the correlations or like if, if you are a high risk gambler. Yeah, you have like through the roof uh, likelihood of being a tobacco user, a binge drinker, using other drugs, um, binge eating. I mean, all kinds of stuff. But, but look, you look at these numbers. So what they did is they surveyed a bunch of people and they looked at you have a non are you a non problem gambler? In other words, you occasionally gamble. And we're going to put this chart up on the video so you can see this chart as we're talking through this. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. And then do you have a high risk problem. So binge drinking, if you're a non problem gambler, 30 percent say that they uh, engage in binge drinking for high risk gamblers, 78.9 percent. Uh, well, you need a little something to take the edge off when you got two grand <laughs> riding on that free throw. I, I guess. I mean, you look at binge eating, 13% for high-risk gamblers, 41%. I yeah, mean, that, it's, it's, and that's not to say that gambling causes these problems, but addicted personalities. Exactly right. You're addicted right. to eating, you're addicted to drinking. Right. Probably like. And so all we've done now is make it easier for you to right. engage in another addiction. Right. Exactly right. And it's going to fuel uh, uh, more of it because the. It's like the, taking the McDonald's drive through and put it in your pocket. Yeah. Exactly. And so say you can have it anytime you want mm-hmm. digitally. And the other problem I think with this is it's not just affecting. Uh, you know, generally everybody, it's really affecting two groups of people the most in the country. The first one is young people. Uh, there was a survey done of 3,500 Americans between the age of 18 and 22. So these are college age students. We're not talking about a 35 year old who's a lawyer who's gambling and having fun. These are college age students, 18 to 22. Uh, the National Collegiate Athletic Association, NCAA, showed how sports betting has become commonplace. Nearly 60 percent have bet on sports, 4% do so every single day, and 6% reported losing more than $500 in a single day. These are college students right. that are doing risking gambling. The other problem is, is that the one demographic group that's most affected by gambling are young black males that are associated with the highest rates of the problem. So this is yet another challenge um, in that community and for those uh, uh, people that are uh, battling gambling and maybe trying to get out of poverty. It's a major problem. It, it, it really feeds on some of the most vulnerable people in our country. Yeah, young black males have the highest rates of gambling disorders in the United States, which is kind yeah. of shocking if you think about it. Uh, it's No, it's a, it's a massive problem. And just to be clear, 
when you read into what specific public policy positions the gaming industry is either fighting for or trying to prevent the banning of, right. uh, it ends up being things like these lure bets, the, hey, you can place a free bet with us and because it's been proven to bring in new members, right? Hey, right. sign up, you get one free bet, and then right. what you do, then you're essentially, it's legal for them to try to trick you or get you hooked on the free yeah. thing and even in the, the fine print and this happened in a super bowl ad last year the fine print says you can't actually withdraw money if you do win your free bet you have to keep gambling oh wow so it's not really your money it's, they're right. saying it's your money but it's yeah, not but really essentially a credit but i think but that's what these guys are are get working with legislators to be able to make sure they're allowed to do yeah in, all, in these 37 states at least in which uh this is legal and so that kind of raises the question so if there are these proven problems how come there's not more pushback and why does the government seem to see it if not actively encouraging it turning a blind eye to it yeah and the answer is is they're all putting their money uh, putting their hand in the money pot to extract their own money and let's let's keep in mind by the way one other point on the online sports betting industry it's not that profitable a business Mm. the the casinos in las vegas they're pulling in 30 percent as a profit margin sports betting is a low margin business so how do you make lots of money volume right you've got to you've got to get it it's not helpful to have a guy bet once or twice a week you want that guy betting every single day multiple times because that's the way that you're actually going to generate large profits and they say that you know tens of millions of phones now have access to the sports gaming uh, app that wouldn't have had otherwise and to your point how it works right if you go on to say uh, whatever the point spread is let's say you want to pick um one team over the other. Well, right. you're going to bet essentially it's minus 110, generally speaking, of what the odds would be, okay. which essentially means you'd have to wager $110 to win $100. And so who gets that $10? The casino right, oh, okay. or the gaming app. And so that's right. so to your point, the, the volume, they kind of don't care who wins or loses if they're making some version of $10 on each bet, regardless of whatever happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if, the, if the betting's evened out. So to your point, yeah, the volume's essential. That's why, uh, prevalence ubiquitous uh distribution of the apps is a really big deal for them and they're having a ton of success on it yeah. and, the t- and the reason why they're having a ton of success is because people make money off of it not just the gaming industry but the people like that collect the taxes the american gaming association says they paid 13.5 billion in taxes last year yeah and this is i think by the by the way one of the reasons that governments have completely bought into uh online legal gambling because if you haven't and we've had office pools before right where you know in college football you know maybe the person you know uh you know wins a prize or something or you do something in your office the winner gets you know you know 50 bucks or 100 bucks well all those sort of side bets that you're doing with friends if you win you're not paying taxes on it. Right. If you do I'm sports certainly not paying taxes on it. <laughs> if you do sports betting online, the company is required by federal law to report you to the IRS when you've made money. Mm-hmm. So if it's more than six hundred dollars uh betting on any one of these apps, they are going to automatically send a tax filing in your name because they have your information. Uh, to the IRS. So this is the reason government wants this because they were losing out on all this revenue from the office pools to the side bets. Nobody's paying taxes on this. People are paying taxes on this. And that's one of the reasons why governments have completely folded. It's the same reason I think they went into legalizing marijuana. They were like, hey, we want our cut of the action, the illegal market. Those guys aren't paying taxes. Let's 
get these people to pay taxes. And that's why you're getting no resistance or very little resistance from a lot of government officials. And the gaming industry, by the way, has convinced most states to keep the taxes low because they say, well, you have to keep taxes low on us. Otherwise, that will encourage more illicit gambling. Yeah. And so, you know, we don't want that illicit. We don't want that illicit gambling. So we have to keep our taxes low. Now, the other one that I would say, though, is gambling has been resisted in the past by a lot of the professional sports leagues, the Mm -hmm. NFL, the NBA. They did not want gambling. They had some problems in the past. Right. Um, Where are they on this now? Uh, they've they've had an about face actually they've mm. they've had an evolution in their thinking as it turns out <laughs> well think of it this way right. right I mean there's an NHL team in Las Vegas yeah. there is an NFL team now in Las Vegas guess where the Super Bowl is going to be this year it really is in Vegas Las Vegas oh I didn't know that and that's so, amazing yeah and so yeah. I think so they, I think that helps typify where we're going and, and yeah. where things are moving um, and it's not uncommon in Europe for these for not just the, the professional leagues not just to be okay with it they've embraced it a lot of Teams jerseys are sponsored by gaming apps or casinos right. and gaming services. Um, you found that Major League Baseball and NBA, they seem to be okay with it because they, they found a way for them to make money off of it. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're proposing a 1%. I think they're called an integrity fee. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea is give us 1% of the profits and then we, the leagues, will do a better job of policing uh, players and refs and officials uh, to make sure that they're not, you know, trying to shave points or, or, or do things to, to skew the betting. They've had a history with this in the past, right? Uh, it was, wasn't there a referee or somebody that was... Well, yeah, the NBA had a referee, Tim Donahue, who was betting on games. And, but the NBA, don't worry, they conducted a thorough investigation and he was the only one doing it. <laughs> Nobody, else, but they still want one percent of you know billions of all of dollars the revenue yeah. of all the revenue uh, to make sure. So so basically, the leagues are giving up. Oh yeah, um, and and they're going to be cashing in. And I'm sure the one percent is probably just the beginning. So you've got government which yep. should be regulating and dealing with this that that is essentially being uh, bought off. That's through tax revenue. That's through all these former politicians now who are getting paid. Uh, you have the leagues that used to stand for integrity on these kinds of issues they're now cashing in and don't forget the multinational corporations who own all the news outlets and the tv networks who are not right. who are getting the billions of dollars in advertising these now, wait spending. a minute are you, are you suggesting that disney owned abc news is not going to do an investigation on sports betting and how addictive and dangerous it is i think it's a i hate to say it decent bet so but, <laughs> but yeah so, the, so all the moves are moving away from the enforcement yeah. of this but there's one guy that gives us hope and i've never heard of this gentleman before who yeah. is paul tonko yeah th- this this surprised me so there's a guy that is trying to i think introduce legislation that's good in this i have to admit i know a lot of people in politics i never heard of this guy he's a congressman from the state of new york very progressive democrat from yeah the state very of new york. professor democrat and what he has proposed is a piece of legislation that says look all right maybe gambling's here maybe it's not but he pointed out that the top four operators of online sports gambling uh, have spent $825 million in a single year on advertising, right? They're mm-hmm. trying to create a demand for, uh, for their services. Uh, and an estimated $447 million, $417 million on advertisements in the first eight months of uh, 2023, the, uh, 2023 alone. Yeah. Huge amounts of money. Um, and what he did was introduce a piece of legislation uh, basically saying that um, 
uh, it's called the Betting on the Future Act. And it's basically saying we want to treat gambling ads the same way we treat cigarette ads. In other words, you cannot have them on television. Uh, you cannot have them electronically. Uh, we need to ban this. Um, so look, if people want to go off and do it, we can't stop them from doing that. But we certainly don't want them advertising and encouraging young people who are watching a lot of these sports from associating with gambling. It sounds like a great idea. The, the problem is, the problem is. It's so sad for Paul Tonko. I love the idea. Yeah, I love the idea. He hasn't, so far, he has not been able to find a single co-sponsor in the House of Representatives to to support this piece of legislation. Not it's one. crazy. My man's got it's, no friends. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it, 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 no one likes no fun Paul. <laughs> uh, and it's what the crazy part is, this is the sad part too. So not only yeah. can he get no co-sponsors, he unveiled the legislation, which is like based on the tobacco ruling that they did mm-hmm. in the 60s. Because you don't see tobacco commercials anymore right, right you still see booze commercials yes. and so i think that's a change it's come back but yeah uh, he's like look man we don't we, we banned tobacco we recognize it's bad for people we can't do tobacco advertising let's do the same thing for gambling he introduced it uh the night before last year's super bowl and of course then the next day companies spent over seven million dollars per ad with celebrities touting all the free bets you could get yeah. in these predatory gaming services so yeah. uh it, and in the last year, yeah, it's, it's not picked up a lot of steam, as yeah. they say. So it, it's really, I think, a remarkable story. I was not aware of how extensive it was. I wasn't aware of a lot of the problems associated with it, the, the, you know, the problems with young people, for example, doing so much uh, gambling betting. So what's the solution here in your mind? I mean, I see that there's a balance between I do believe that 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 people should have the individual freedom to do things uh, as long as it's not, you know, destructive to uh, to other individuals. Um, but on the other hand, you shouldn't have government and these other entities encouraging it. I mean, again, if you want to do an office pool, don't you, you don't have the police go and crack down and say you can't have an office pool. But the notion that you have these massive major industries behind this driving it. You've got ex-government officials. You've got, as you pointed out, celebrities advertising this stuff. You've got these sort of tricks where they give you free bets. Um, and the fact that it plays the dopamine and addiction, I mean, it's a huge problem. So where do you strike the balance? Do you think Tonto's legislation goes far enough or do you think it should go further? Uh, I think that that's a really good first step. I don't think it's going to happen. Remember, remember, we're talking about a Super Bowl a few years ago when we had FTX place the big old ads. <laughs> that's right. right? The, these crypto exchanges that proved to actually that was be an upstanding organization. A gamble, right? <laughs> <laughs> so on the head, on you know the, the forces of free market allow people can make adult choices, but I do think um, that it's there's something to be said for looking into. I think that's actually what I'm more concerned by. I'm not concerned by the fact that they won't have regulations on ads. I'm concerned that there's so much money behind it. Yeah. That the fact that there actually may be very real health consequences associated with these developing brains. I mean, you can't drink till you're 21. And so I think that you're potentially opening the door for significant. We already have problems with young men in this country. Right. And, you know, with gaming and everything else. And so now you're just essentially helping open up another issue that could sidetrack them. And it, there don't appear to be a lot of incentives in favor of more regulation, in the name of public health on their side. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, it's it's a, a low profit margin business, which means you've got to have volume. You know, if you want to make a billion dollars uh, and you're making a 30 percent profit, that's a lot easier than this business where it's a, basically a 10 percent profit margin. You've got advertising, other costs. So the point is you need volume. You need people betting regularly, constantly in high numbers. That's that's the business model. And that, of course, in my mind, is inverse in the interests of of uh, our country and, and our society. So the biggest so, the biggest 
biggest takeaway for me and the saddest takeaway for me is I started this podcast saying that my white beard is the evidence that I'm getting old. Actually, the evidence that I'm getting old is I'm against these sports apps <laughs> <laughs> with no regulation. Protect the kids, yeah. people. Yeah, because you are you're a big sports guy. I mean, I am too. I love it, but you you really live and breathe sports and uh it's also, I think, just starting to affect these games, yeah. I think. It's starting to affect the way people view them, and it's no longer just, hey, you know, uh, this team be that team. It's it's tied up with so many other things, and the emotional level gets amped up because of it as well. So it's a huge problem. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's so many people making money off of it that that problem's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, including Happy your government. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, including your government. That's your right. government's making money as well. Well, we appreciate you as always joining us here on The Drill Down. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us as always. You can find uh, more information about the research we do at thedrilldown.com. And of course, you can find the podcast wherever fine podcasts are located. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time. Until next time.